You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today is not just a podcast. It's kind of a webinar also. So if you're listening to this and you want to follow along with what's going on, I encourage you to go to the NASM YouTube page and to watch this. And the reason why I think you're going to want to watch this is because it's going to be a navigation on the CPT7 course and how to study for the exam. For those of you who have not taken the exam yet, that you've signed up for the CPT7 course, and you get onto this website and you start navigating the study materials, you may not know all the fantastic tricks and tips that are there that actually allow you to study for the exam. So I'm looking forward to this because I'm signed up and I'm taking the Certified Wellness Coach, which I'm assuming have very, very similar uh, navigations. So I'm going to learn a little bit about this as well. So with that being said, clearly I'm not the one that's going to be teaching what this looks like. I have my friend and an NASM OG, Brian Sutton, with me today. What's going on, Brian? Hi, Rick. Uh, not, not much. Doing well. How about yourself? Hey, I'm living the dream, man. Thank you so yeah. much for being here. You actually proposed this idea. And I think anytime we get an opportunity to get some study help for the CPT-7, uh, I, I think it's pretty beneficial. So I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit about what's going on and navigating this. So for those that are listening, uh, you won't be able to see what's going on. Now, Brian is going to be online and it's going to be projected onto the screen and he's going to be explaining some of the ways that things work and how to navigate the CPT-7 content. And I'm looking forward to it. So Brian, give us a little like background as to, first of all, why you're bringing this up, why you brought it up to me and why you think it's important. And then we'll get into it. Oh, yeah, sure. So the CPT course... Um is um, a wonderful new program, obviously, that just launched at the, the beginning of last year. And when we, when we built the program, uh, it, one of the things that came with it is this online navigation. There's basically this everything that you need to learn for the CPT, it's all housed in one online platform. And it, there's lots of bells and whistles in the program. And I realized we haven't really taught anybody how to use the the platform and so i'm the reason for doing this is to one help encourage people that um, all the answers you need for the cpt it's right there in the online platform and and two we just really want to encourage people to interact with it um, and that will only improve someone's capabilities of passing the test and even more importantly, applying the information they learn with their clients once they become certified. So that was, that's the whole purpose behind it. Yep. Nice. I think it's important also to point out that there are, there are a lot of people out there trying to teach NASM stuff. Mm -hmm. And 
And this is an opportunity for those of you who may not know that NASM actually has a pretty wonderful design and pretty excellent guide to teaching their own content. And I'm looking forward for you to take us through that, explain some of the the navigations on this website and helping us learn a little bit more on how we can study for this test because that's what the people the people who have not taken this test yet want this podcast very very badly yeah there's a lot of uh misinformation i guess out there about the cpt exam what you need to study what you can skip um how to study there's lots of information on the web and, and social media on, oh, you should do this and you should do that. Well, let's let's clear clear the air and show everybody what the program is, how to interact with it. Um, and so people can really just focus on what they need to do to learn the information, apply the information, pass that test, get a job. Uh, so that's really what we want to do is just help everyone along so no one's confused once they start the program. I'm excited about it. Let's make sure. it happen. All right, okay. let's get to it. Yes, sir. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen and we can walk through um, all the steps involved. So Rick, can you go ahead and can you see my screen okay? Yeah, there it is. Okay, perfect. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to log into my personal account. And this is what uh, anyone would do when they start the program is they would log in um, to their account from the website. Oops, I mistyped. Give me one yeah. second. You get nervous when you're on shows and you start typing things unintentionally. Okay. And so then all someone would have to do once they are logged in with the username and password, and if you don't know it, you can contact NASM member services. You click on my account, all kinds of good stuff here, but I'm going to jump right ahead to courses. And these are all the courses that I'm personally enrolled into. Your dashboard will look a little bit different, but we can Mine see. Mine looks a little bit similar, to be honest. <laughs> there you go. Awesome, right? Yeah, we got lots of fun, fun programs that anyone can go through. Um, but for CPT7 specifically, we have CPT7 content. So that's where majority of everyone's going to go to learn the information. You just click the little play button. And then in here, a big button, launch course, super simple. And it's going to take you directly to the CPT program. So let's go ahead and let this load. Um, we're going to pretend like I've never logged in before. And this would be the first page that everyone sees. It's just a fun picture, a little forward from myself. And this is the online platform. So anyone who's studying for the CPT, this is what uh, this is the interface you're going to be using. Of course, depending on the package you purchased from NASM, uh, some of the larger packages also come with the physical textbook. Um, but whether you have the physical textbook um, or not, just know that the information in this online platform is word for word uh, the same as the textbook. The only difference okay. is this, this program has uh, lots of interactive multimedia as well. So it's more engaging than the book, um, but someone could use both of them uh, in tandem. That's certainly simple. 
Now, one of the things, since I've already logged into this course before, the tour didn't start. Um, but if anyone ever wants a tour of how to use all the features, you can click on this little help button and launch the tour. And it'll show you all the bells and whistles. But instead of going through the tour, what I want to do is actually show everybody myself um, so okay. we can talk about it in a little bit more depth. So the first big thing is the course menu, these three little lines right here. And you can see that this is the menu of the entire program. So the course introduction, um, there's six sections, and then there, there's a conclusion and appendices. And each section is then subdivided into chapters and a review. And each chapter is further subdivided into lessons and a quiz. So there's a lot of material here, and it actually keeps track of everything you completed. So I completed lesson five, for example, here. Um, for chapter two, I've only completed 87% of it. And so then we can see for chapter two, I've done everything but the quiz. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. I also like that they break it down like that into lessons because it makes it makes it more palatable, right? Like it, you go yeah. through and like you feel like you have accomplished something when one lesson is done. And it seems to go by quick because they're shorter. So you can bang out several of those lessons. That's, that's the whole point of it, actually. It's... Um... It's not quite micro learning, but it's something like micro learning where you can just take small bits, chunks of information and go through it that way. So yeah, it doesn't feel so overwhelming because a lesson could take someone as short as a few minutes to get through, depending right. on how long the lesson is and what the content. So this okay. is the menu, but we have additional features also here. We have a glossary. So someone can look up any term that's designated as a key term in the program and read its definition. And we have lots and lots of key terms in this program. In addition to the glossary, all the videos are also in this library. Mm. So you can skip to any video you want to. So let's say I remember watching a video about food labels, but I don't remember where, which chapter and which lesson that was in. I can simply do something like that and it'll oh, nice. pop up the video. Um, so if you can't remember exactly what video it was, but you wanted to revisit it, you can, you can use the search function. Then the last little thing that we have in here that's a nice feature is all the handouts. Handouts are PDFs that the, student can click on, interact with, download, and save. So we have a full-blown study guide, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. The candidate handbook, um, the study guide that is divided into or just its own individual sections, and lots of cool handouts, example workouts, etc. So this is basically the entire course menu where someone can navigate. Um, and track their progress. In addition to that, um, we have, uh, if you wanted to, you can click and or down here um, on the pages and scroll. If you're using a phone, it's simply swipe right or swipe left, or you, or you can click on the individual page. So again, 
here's the forward. And then to say, I want to go to page two, you simply click on page two. And I do recommend for individuals to just go through the course linearly. You can literally just yeah. tap on the pages or the right arrow and go through the program and never lose your space, your, your place because the platform tracks everything you're doing. And anytime you log off and log back in, it'll ask you if you want to um, go back to where you left off, which is great. So you never lose your place. Um, and there's lots of interactive little features here. So here we see the table of contents. Um, in addition to the pagination or, or the, the page navigation, which is super simple, we have other fun bells and whistles that I want to get into, which, yeah. which are great. We have a whole search. So this little magnifying glass here. And let's say I remember learning about the amino acid leucine, but I don't remember where in the course. I could type in leucine. And then here's everywhere in the course that leucine is talked about. And so yeah. I can literally click on um, that page and it'll take me right to it. Gotcha. So this isn't limited to just the keyword search. You can search any word. And any word. Pop up. Yep. Any word you okay. want to. Now keep in mind, like some words are used quite heavily. So if I say something like strength, right, that word's probably used a thousand times in this course, it'll pop up every single key term. So or or every term. But yeah, any any word you put in here will it'll find it. Um, in addition to that, we have a dashboard. And this dashboard's really neat because you can track your progress from a global perspective. So here we can see that me personally, I've completed 21% of the course. Um, but for this particular lesson, welcome to CPT7, I've completed 100% of, of, this, um, of this module and this lesson, which is great. So yeah, I could always get a, uh, track how much how much time I spent in the course, what pages I viewed um, for each module or for each chapter and for each individual lesson. I shouldn't say module because we don't call them modules. Um, in addition, we can also see uh, for chapter one how I've done on the quizzes as well. And so for any chapter you're in, it could show you your scores. So this is just a nice way to understand how much of the program you've actually completed. Is um, there a way to review the quizzes as a means of studying? You can, you can view the quiz details and it'll show oh, you, uh, yeah. And so then you can nice. even retake the quiz if you want to. Uh, so there's, nice. yeah, lots of fun bells and whistles here. So that's the dashboard. Um, and then the tools. We have some really neat tools that I don't think many people know about because it's it's not intuitive if you didn't know what this uh, little icon meant. It's tools. We have something. Well, called just for the people that are listening, can we mm -hmm. just describe it a little bit? So if you go up, it's the top right hand corner. There's a, a, a magnifying glass. Then there's a person icon, and mm -hmm. then there's a like a briefcase or a toolbox. And then mm -hmm. a question mark. So you're talking about the briefcase question uh, right next to the question mark, Correct. right next to the NASM logo that's on the on the upper right hand corner. And and just while I've got this, I'm going to reintroduce you and let everybody know this is Brian Sutton and Brian Sutton, who has been a, a major part of NASM since 
I'm going to say well before I came on board with NASM to help develop uh, content, edit several of our textbooks, and a big part of this process here. He's taken us through how to study for the NASM CPT exam by navigating the, the website. So once you sign up for the NASM CPT 7, you actually have access to this online account and you need to know how to use it. And there's a, it's kind of like um, those calculators that I had when I was in high school. There were so many things that it could do. And yep. yet I still did plus minus multiply and divide. I didn't know how to use that TI-85 at all. So we're breaking this down and allowing us to figure out like through your help, how mm -hmm. you actually use some of these wonderful tools that are associated with us. So I'm gonna let you go back and start to explain some of these little tricks here. Thank you. Yeah, um, I still have those graphing calculators. I'm awful with them, especially yeah. <laughs> now since I'm helping my teenage daughter with math. I have to relearn how to use all those calculators. I know. Listen, hey, I just ask I ask Alexa how to do it. There she, you go. She's pretty good. She's, she's pretty, good, pretty at good. The answers. <laughs> Great. Um, so anyway, if I'm going to click on this toolbox or briefcase, um, we have bookmarks. We have highlighting and we have notes. So let's mm. say, um, I, I wanna actually go back to, uh, let's say here. And if I click on tools, I can, if I, I'll start at the top, bookmarks. I can add a bookmark. And what it does is, I, I think this page is really important. So I just go ahead and I add the bookmark. And so anytime I can, uh, let's say I navigate away from this page and let's say I'm here and I go back to my bookmarks, I can click on whatever page I bookmarked and it'll take me right back to it. So okay. if I deem a certain page really important, I can bookmark any page I want to, which is a nice little feature. Um, in addition to that, and this is something really important for highlighting or for, for uh, studying, especially if someone doesn't have the book, but they really like to highlight. I'm a highlighter myself. I can turn on the highlighting feature and I can pick oh my, my color, gosh. right? So let's say I pick blue. Um, and then I can go ahead and let's say that this sentence is really important to me. I can go ahead and select it. It highlights it for me. So now I can always have my highlights saved, but even more importantly, if I click on them, I can even write myself a note. You know, this is really important. Oh, smart. And then I can go ahead and save that note. Uh, okay, so just so you know, I, I am going through the, the wellness coaching certification right now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there are so many things that I wish I could highlight because I didn't know how to do it. Now I know how to do it. Now I got to go back through the whole course and do my highlighting. But this is really <laughs> exciting. I'm, I'm happy to know this. And so for those of you who are listening, there's that icon that you click up at the front and then you've got the opportunities where you can do your bookmark, you can do your highlighting. And then there's something else there that I see, but I don't know what mm -hmm. it is. So the last one is notes. So I can just add any arbitrary notes that I want to. So I can say, you know, Rick is a great guy. And now I have, oh. I have my note, right? And I can go ahead and, and save that. And now I have all my notes saved in one spot, hmm. all my highlights saved in one spot, and all my bookmarks saved in one spot. 
And so this is a, these are great tools for active learning. Um, and I really do suggest that anyone who goes through the program to be as active as possible in your learning. And what I mean by that, don't just read the pages passively and go from page to page to page, because it, it's more difficult to remember by just reading. But if the more active you can get with your studying by highlighting, by taking notes, um, reading out loud, bookmarking things, interacting with the tools, the longer that information will stick in your long-term memory and the better you'll perform on the test. So definitely try to be as active as possible in, uh, in your studying. I, I kind of equate it to working out, right? You don't want to just go through the motions. You really want to put your mind and, and body and put some effort into it. Same thing with studying. You want to make it as active as possible. I, I agree with that. I'm, uh, I'm a highlighter and a note taker, mm -hmm. but I don't like doing something online and having my paper notes. That's just me personally. So uh, it's for me to be able to do highlighting on this and making notes on this. That's really important. Uh, I, do, I do that sometimes with just books, not even textbooks, but I'll read something. I think there's a great quote. And if I'm reading it on a Kindle app or something like that, I can highlight it. I can make a note on it. So to be able to do that here, which I, I assumed there would be a way to do it. I just didn't know how to do it. Now I know how to do it. So my, yeah. my studying will, will better reflect how I study going forward because of this. So very cool. Very excited about that. Wonderful. How yeah. nerdy is this, by the way? I'm like, very I cool. Know. Very excited about <laughs> my ability to highlight and take notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, I have the physical book as well. And that's some one of the things I use. I always do is like, I'll highlight sentences and I'll write in the margins. Um, but now I can keep everything digitally and not have to, you know, fumble around with, with paper. Um, I can just do it right here and it's all saved. Um, and I never have to worry about losing anything. So yeah, I, I mean, I agree. It's a little nerdy, but Hey, you know, it's, it's important. Um, so what I want to do is quickly go through this welcome module, okay. this welcome chapter here, because there's a lot of important information, uh, that, I, I find sometimes students skip um, and they just go straight to the content, but that this front end uh, module is actually really important. So after we get past okay. the forward and we see the different, the table of contents for the whole course um, and the acknowledgements, right? Remember, we just I just highlighted that. Um, we get to some really cool stuff. So yes, there's a welcome video, which is a little, it's inspirational. I really like the video, but here we have the program learning objectives. Basically by the end of the entire program, you should be able to do all of these things, which is important. But even more important is here we get to the course. We're talking about your course. And I really wanted to show everybody this. If you have content related questions, you can click on this link. I'll go ahead and click on the link. You'll have to register, but now you could actually ask a question directly to NASM about whatever content it may be. And someone from NASM, one of our tutoring 
staff will answer your questions. So if you don't understand what altered reciprocal inhibition is and how why it's important, you could ask the question here and someone will answer it for you. So it's pretty neat feature is um, this FAQ link. So okay. use that if you, if, if you do have questions about any of the content. These are for content specific questions, not really customer service questions like I lost my password. Um, it's, it's, it's more meant for, for study type of questions. Um, in addition, yeah, in addition to that, we have a complete breakdown for the test. Mm. So we can see for chapters one and two, you're gonna, it's about 10% of the exam. Sec, uh, chapters three and four, that's 15%. And you can read how the exam is broken down. So um, if someone's trying to be a little bit strategic, they can understand that uh, chapters 21 through 23, I mean, that's 24% of your test. So that's gonna be really important information to, to understand. Um, and so use this as um, a way, especially after you finish reading all the content, you wanna really fine tune your study efforts. You can use this as a way to gauge what sections of the book of the course are most important. Um, we also have here um, brief descriptions of all the stuff. So we got reading content, we got videos, we got callouts, we got visual elements, we got mm -hmm. knowledge checks, which will explain quizzes and a practice exam. Um, so all these tools and, and assets are, are described. But most importantly, we have a study guide. And this study guide has recently been um, enhanced. We've added more um, helpful hints to the study guide. Now, actually, when someone clicks on it, they're able to download it right to their desktop. But this is what the study guide looks like. And so nice. for every chapter, every section of the book, we have bulleted out the most important summary information from that chapter. But I wanted to scroll down here. And the, whenever you see something like this, very important. Right. Star, star, very star, important. Star, very important. Yes. These are important concepts that more than likely are going to be on the exam. Uh, so understanding all the different BMI categories, that's important, right? Understanding what healthy and elevated blood pressure is going to be really important for the test. So we're letting you know it's very important. <laughs> so don't nice. skip it. So yeah, um, doesn't mean this other stuff may not be on the test, but we do know that uh, if you see very important for P's marketing, we know that that's on the exam. And so you'll have to oh, yeah. put some of this stuff to memory. Right. Along with continuing education right there, very important. So Yep. So you need 2.0 CEUs. So everybody should know how many CEUs it requires to uh, to recertify once once you are a CPT. So that's going to be really important. Yep. Nice. All right. Okay. We're moving right along here. And then we have a an example study plan. Huh. Now, it's really important because uh, I think some people um, 
may not realize this, but there is a time limit to take the exam. You get 180 days from the date you purchase the course. So if I purchased it today, 180 days from now, that is my limit to take the test. Now you can take the test sooner, um, but if, uh, if you're going to map out how long you wanna study, remember it's 180 days or six months basically. And we provided an example study planner where basically someone would go through two chapters a week. And if they did two chapters a week, by week 15, you should be ready for your exam. Doesn't mean you have to follow the study planner, but it's a nice little guide to help you um, plan your study habits and um, so you don't procrastinate. It'll help you keep on task and on, on schedule. Um, because that 180 days, even though it sounds like a long time, it creeps up pretty quick, uh, yeah, especially if someone doesn't log in for the first month or two and then they're like, uh-oh, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this is another really important thing that I want everybody to read is the candidate handbook. The candidate handbook has a lot of important information about the test the test itself, the accredited test, um, and how it was written, um, important information on how to register for the test. There, you have two options for registering for the test. You can go to a testing location, or you could do live remote proctoring. So in-person is where you literally drive to a testing center. They'll have a computer monitor set up for you. Um, you go into the, you go into the test center. You're not allowed to bring anything with you, and you you simply log on to the computer and you take your test, and it's completely proctored. Or you could do live remote proctoring where you take the test from home, but there will be somebody watching you on the other end of the computer. So creepy. it is kind of crazy, right? <laughs> you know, so you have your webcam set up um, and they will make sure that you don't have any notes or your phone or anything like that um to, to so no there's no cheating allowed and so they will literally monitor you while you take your test from home either option's fine just really depends on what someone uh, prefers i've done both um i do like the live remote proctoring because i don't have to drive anywhere but whichever yeah. option you choose is is, is perfectly fine um, and then again, we have another reminder about the final exam. So you need a 70 or better to pass. It's 120 multiple choice questions and it's two hours. One thing I will say about the 120 multiple choice questions. So mm -hmm. one, they're all multiple choice. There's no fill in the blank. There's no essay, none of that. It's all four options. One of them is the correct answer. The other three are incorrect. And it's the same format for every test question. 20 of the questions, um, we call them research questions. You can think of them as beta questions. So what that means is we're always adding new questions to our pool of the exam pool. But before we could ever just add a question, we got to make sure that it's a valid question. So basically the 20 beta questions that you may take, and you won't know which ones are real and which ones are beta questions. Um, 
we want to make sure that they're statistically valid. So we don't want 100% of people getting that question right. We don't want 20% of that of the people getting the question right. Right? It's got to be in. It's it's got to perform typically around the 70, 75% mark. Um, okay. And we just want to make sure that it's a good, valid question before it ever gets added as a real question in the future. So you'll take 120 questions for your exam, but know that only 100 of them count for your score, but you won't know which, which ones are beta questions and which ones are actually real questions. So take every question seriously and try to answer it the best you can. Right, you're not gonna be taking this and be like, oh, that's a beta question. <laughs> nope, you won't know. You, you absolutely won't know. So, yep. And nice. that handbook has all that information about it. So, all right. Let me once again reintroduce y'all to him. This is Brian Sutton, who is taking us through a guided study of the guided study. So, he's taking <laughs> us through this NASM CPT 7 course and how to navigate it, how to use it, how to take notes, how to highlight, how to bookmark, how to look things up. And it's been very helpful for me already. Uh, just so you know, we are going to be taking some questions. So, if you have questions, please ask them. And I do see that some people have already started asking questions. And one of those questions was, will my questions be answered? So the, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get to you. So give us a little bit of time to continue going through this. And then we'll take a little time and I'll read those questions and submit them to Brian so he can answer it and enlighten all of us. Yeah. Um, and I'm really looking forward to answering every question we possibly can. So um, that's one of the reasons why we're doing this uh, This as a, a live webinar podcast. Um, so now I'm in chapter one, and I just wanted to give everybody a, a brief glimpse of what the content looks like. And so again, it mirrors exactly what's in the hardbound textbook word for word. So someone was in chapter one of the textbook, the very first page they would see would look a lot like this. So the online course and the textbook verbatim word for word, exactly the same. Nice. Yep. The only difference is the online course has more interactive elements, more multimedia to play with. So for example, in the book, we'll have the key term, but in the online course, it's an accordion feature. So you can expand. Um, obviously you can take notes, you can highlight, you can bookmark, you can do all those fun things in the online builder that you can't with the uh, with the physical textbook. Um, in addition, we have video. So we may have just read about evidence-based practice and what that means, but now someone can actually watch a video about it. And the nice thing about it is we have closed captioning so you can turn the closed captioning on. Let's see here. Is it now? Here we go. I'm sorry, I'm messing up here. Uh, <laughs> That's right, because in addition to the closed caption, there's also an interactive uh, transcript. Right. So you can just read what is being said in addition That's to what having it is, closed yes. captioning. So here it is, yep. So um, you can read and it follows along. You can even download the transcript if you want to. And of course you can expand the video. 
-hmm. and then press escape to uh, minimize it again. So those are the videos and we have lots of videos in this course. Um, I think they're really helpful. I do. I, do. I, I think you. they're really helpful. Um, Cause it just shows, it explains the content that someone may have just read, but in a different way, in a different light. Um, and, and it just helps bridge that gap if there's any misunderstanding. Um, once someone gets near the end of a chapter, now I've done a lot of these activities already myself, so it's gonna show my particular progress. If someone hasn't logged in or, or gets to an activity for the first time, it won't look like this. Um, but for example, what does the term evidence-based practice, right? So it's a, it's a multiple choice question. It's just a short knowledge check. And it, you know, if I were to, um, take this again i can clear my cache if i wanted to and, and go mm -hmm. and do it again um, but these are quick hitting little uh knowledge checks at the end of each lesson so i'm going to go back to the menu here just okay. to show um so let's say i'm i'm actually i'm in chapter one after every lesson there's a knowledge check and then after you get to the last lesson you get to a chapter quiz so for chapter one specifically, we got seven knowledge checks. So short little quick hitting quizzes, basically. And then at the end of the chapter, you can you can take the quiz. So I've already taken this, I can choose to retake it again. And this is what the quiz would look like. I do recommend for everybody to go through all the quizzes. It really does help oh, yeah. um, learn the, help, help someone retain the content. So it, it's really important. One of the um, things I like about the quizzes, and for somebody who's written several quizzes, uh, mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's a lot of work for the person writing the quiz. But if you, when you choose the right answer, it says, yes, you know, you chose the right answer. This is why it's correct. Or if you choose the wrong answer, this is why that's incorrect. Uh, and so there's a lot of detail that's provided in here that allows you to be like, oh, okay, I'm really learning even when I'm taking the quiz and I miss something, then it's not just you missed it. It gives you the correct answer and lets you know where that can be found. You're, you're absolutely right. So for example, this question, what is the dysfunction that occurs due to narrowing and rubbing of the soft tissue and bony structures of the shoulder? So I'm going to go ahead and click on shoulder impingement. And hey, yay, I got it right. Um, now let's say I do another question, which of the following is, is a necessity for all fitness professionals to remain successful in the industry. Um, let's say I, I, I choose this option of having at least five active clients or 15 active, oops. It tells you, nope, there's no requirement for the number of clients. That's not what actually makes someone successful in the industry. Right. So it'll tell you why you got it right or why you got it wrong. And that's true for every single option for every single quiz question in the entire course. So it's kind of neat. I, I want to say, Brian, thank you for doing the wrong answer and messing up your quiz average <laughs> for the sake of our education. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> happy, happy to do so. Um, so we've gone through um, what a, a, an example lesson would look like. I want to get to um, a section review. So remember, um, we're in section one here, which is consists of chapter one and chapter two. And then there's a section review. The section review 
is a review of both these chapters together. Um, and so we can go ahead and click on here. We'll see a video that reviews both chapters one and two. So it's a summary. Um, we also have the study guide, which only covers nice. now section one. So if you only okay. want to focus on section one right now, you can also download the study guide. And then we have a section one practice test. So now these are all the quiz questions yeah. from just section one. Makes sense. All right. Yeah. I'm seeing some scaffolding, layering and layering. It's layered upon layers upon layers. Um, one of the things that I, I also wanted to show you, let's, let's go in chapter two. Let's go to the summary. So every chapter has a summary, right? Makes sense. Um, and it, they're detailed summaries of, of what was the content in the chapter. Mm. But here's a nice little neat thing. We also oh, cool. have podcasts. So if someone wanted to listen to the summary and it's uh, it's uh, it's not verbatim what they read here. It, okay. they're, 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 it's, it's more of a holistic summary. We had someone narrate summaries of every chapter. So you can go ahead and use this as another tool to just listen. So I know we got visual learners and kinesthetic learners, and we've got a lot of learners that really do well just listening. And so this is a nice little um, trick you can do at the end of each chapter as well, is, is listen to the podcast that describes all the important information from that chapter as well. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, and I'm then, a big fan of podcasts, so I like that. I idea. know you are, right? And then, of course, <laughs> we got the references from the chapter as well. So that's that. Another neat thing that we just added to the course, and I wanted to share this with individuals. In section three, and section three is one of the more difficult sections of the course. It's anatomy, physiology, mm. which, you know, there's, there's, um, it can be difficult concepts, right? We got to learn For about sure. gross anatomy. So whether it's the nervous, skeletal, muscular systems, all the different anatomy systems out there. Um, we added some cool uh, features and these were just added. So what today is February 7th, 2022. These were added a, a few weeks ago. I'm going to go into the nervous system section and I'm going to go to the end of it. We have voiceover animations that describe the nervous system. But then we also just added these uh, 3D anatomy models to the course. And these are kind of fun. Oh, um, really? So it's loading right now. It does take a little bit to load because it's um, it's pretty interactive. But here we see a 3D anatomy model of the nervous system. You can oh, cool. scroll and move around. And you can move to the next page. And then here we see some of the more important concepts about the nervous system. So what's the spinal cord? What's the brain? What's oh, the brain so stem, cool. right? Um, and then there's also a quiz associated with this content. So now here we see some of the major nerves of the body. All these 3D anatomy models only teach content that's in the CPT text. It's not Brilliant. a complete dissection of every single little nerve in the entire human body. That's too much. 
So we really pared it down to just specifically what someone needs to know for the CPT exam. And so we have anatomy models on the nerves, the muscles, the bones, the heart, the lungs, the digestive system, and uh, the endocrine system. So all your hormones that looks and glands. So cool. Yeah. Right. And so we we just added these in about a month ago. So they're a lot of fun. This is awesome. So what what he's doing, what Brian's doing with that, if you're listening, you can't see it, but there's a, a human model that's up there, like a drawing, and it's got the brain and spinal cord, and it's got the, the nerves that are coming out of it. He can grab it, he can turn it into different uh, areas, he can flip it around and pinpoint certain areas on this model to identify. And then there are already tags on the model so you can click on it and it gives you details about what it is that you clicked on so if you want to know more about the brain or the the brain stem you click on it provide some details and then it looks like there there's a quiz is that quiz associated with these models or is it associated with the the section only with the models okay. so um if I click here, I can see a little description of what the peripheral nervous system is. Um, I can switch to pan view. I can I can recenter the model. I could zoom in. I could zoom out. So lots of neat little yeah. tools. But I could also take the quiz. So now it's asking me to label the following structures. So this I'm going to guess is the brain. That's the brain stem. That's the spinal cord. And then, oops, I uh, clicked the wrong button. Brain. You got it marked. Brain, so I think so, right? <laughs> and then I could go ahead and submit. Yep, and then I got them right. So it, we have these type of models, again, for the okay. nervous system, muscular system, skeletal system, cardiorespiratory system, digestive system, and endocrine system. So another nice little fun tools to help practice and make your learning more active rather than passive. Mm -hmm. So nice, nice. I love the active learning. I love that these models are in here. It looks so cool. They look great. Thank you. Yeah, I, they're, they're, they were a lot of fun to build. Um, the last thing I really want to share with everybody before we get to questions down here in the conclusion and appendices. So let's pretend I just went through the whole course. I went through all the content. I've been doing great. Um, we get to an exam prep page. Here's a really fun video I recommend for everybody to watch the video about test taking skills and how to maximize your success when taking the test. So we go over lots of tips and tricks on maximizing your performance for taking the test. One of the big things that is really helpful for people, because it's a time test, if you remember back, it's, um, you know, it's 120 questions, you get two hours to take the test. Um, because it's a time test, sometimes people will struggle so much on one particular question, mm -hmm. and they'll agonize over it and spend way too much time on it. And then they run out of time. They, there were questions they could have answered correctly, but they ran out of time. One of the things we always recommend for people is answer every question you can first. If you run into a question that you're like, oh, I just not sure, flag it and skip it and go through the whole test answering every question you can. Then 
you can return to all the flag questions that you skipped to answer those or even make an educated guess. But at least that way you maximize the number of points you can get for the test um, rather than accidentally running out of time and not answering questions you could have got correct. If that makes sense. 100% makes yep. sense. And then we have information about the practice test. And we recommend taking the practice exam once you've gone through the whole course. And that's in the initial launch here, we can see the button CPT7 practice exam. So you can go ahead and click on that. And it's 100 questions. Um, it's timed. It, it's really designed to mimic what the actual test would look like, the same type of conditions. There's a timer. And you would go through 100, the 100 questions or 120 questions. Um, and you can take this practice exam as many times as you'd like. Uh, and it's from a large pool of questions. So every time you take the practice exam, it's going to be slightly different uh, okay. because we wrote thousands of test questions for this course. So someone can get as much practice as they want. And then there's an end of course survey as well. Right. Yeah, so that I, I believe is, oh, and then the last part is just scheduling your exam. So again, that candidate handbook is also here. So it's in the front of the course. It's at the end of the course and information on how to schedule your test. But the one thing I just, I just want to reiterate for everybody is make your learning as active as possible. Use the features, use the highlighting, use the note taking, use the bookmarks. Um, take the quizzes, take the practice exam, really try to make your learning as active as possible. Use um, the FAQ link that we have at the beginning of the course. Um, here we go. This, I'm getting to it, this link right here. So it's in your course, page three. This link, if you have any content questions, you can reach out to the NASM student success team and they can answer your content related questions as well. Oh, Brian, this has been a huge help, a help for me. Uh, I think, first of all, we need to give a huge shout out to our uh, uh, development team that that puts this together. Not, I don't know what they're called, but they're brilliant. <laughs> what Thank you. Yeah, development team works. Yeah, that's what development team. The development <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. yeah. So because this is, uh, it's education, but it's learning how to use technology and to scaffold education and to allow people to, to take that information, add on to it, highlight, to take their notes, to be active in their own learning. And I think that's valuable. Now, with this said, Brian, let me go into these questions. I want to, I want to ask some of these questions. We're laying back to you. Uh, we've got uh, Maria who says, thank you for this. And uh, Sean Weathers, what's going on, man? Healthy Andrew, uh, he asked the question, what's the difference between the CPT7 and CPT6? Just so you know, Brian and I have already done that one. So you can go back <laughs> in time and you can look at it and it'll be these two faces do having a conversation about that. So what's new and what has changed, you'll be able to see it there. Um, with that said, Maria asked several questions about uh, she, she online textbook. She wants the an, an audible version of the textbook, which is not something we have right now. 
Uh, and we're in conversations to kind of get an idea of what that's going to look like. So Maria, hang tight. We'll have more information about that in mm -hmm. the coming days. But if you're taking the test right now, then then I don't know if it'll be available to you by the time you end up uh, taking your test and testing out. But we are going to have a conversations to see what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And just remember, at the end of every chapter, we do have those podcasts. That's right. So if uh, if I'm in chapter one, I go to the summary lesson. I can I can listen to a podcast about chapter one. It doesn't read every page word for word. It's more of a summary, but we do have those available. And I do believe if you have a screen reader app, something like that on your computer, it it can it can it can read the text for you. But we're also, like Rick said, looking into the potential of doing an audible version of the entire textbook. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Um, when you turn on, this is from DL, when you turn on the highlighting feature, does it permanently stay on? Oh, great question. So, oh, wrong button. Here we go. So if I go to highlighting, um, and I'm going to turn on my highlighting. Let's say I pick pink this time. And I'll select the set, this section, right? Yeah. Um, I could turn off highlighting anytime I want to. There's a little turn off. Oh, I see it up there. Yep. It's underneath the NASM logo in the top right hand corner. And then if you highlighted something, you go, ah, I shouldn't have highlighted that. You can simply delete your highlight as well. And now it's gone. Oh, so you could always turn on and turn off your highlighting as much as you want. And you can really? delete or add as much highlighting as you want to. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Can you navigate us one more time? to where the study guide is or the study plan. Can you yeah. navigate that one more time? Absolutely. So in section, in the course introduction section, we have two lessons, introduction and your course. Mm -hmm. uh, and I believe it's in your course. It's on page, page four. Here's okay. the study guide. You can also, um, so that's your course, page four. Or you can go right to the handout library in the course menu on the left. It's the very first one. Oh, so oh I, yeah, got it. Yep. So either way, that there's your study study guide. And again, this is really important. Like, download this and pay attention to the very importance um, those are really key concepts that you need to know for the test. So, so yeah. good. Mm -hmm. All the so answers good. are there. And that's what I'm really trying to explain to everybody. All the answers you need for the test, they're in They're in here. They're already there. So all it takes is a little bit of effort and, and you'll, you'll do just fine on this test. Mm -hmm. Nice, good. I want to point out something that Anthony said, which is sometimes I take quizzes at least three times. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's probably a good idea. I agree. Yeah. Uh, take take the quizzes as many times as you, you see fit. I think three is a good number, um, as long as you're improving each time. So if uh, here's one thing I don't recommend is memorizing the specific quiz questions. And what I mean mm -hmm. by that is <clears throat> if you see a question and you automatically know that it's 
option B is the correct answer, and you don't even have to read the question anymore. And that's not actually helpful learning because the CPT accredited exam will be all different questions that you've never seen before. But as long as you know the content, it shouldn't be an issue. So don't just memorize the questions. Don't memorize which options are always correct. It's really important to understand the content that that question is trying to assess. And if you get a question wrong, go back and figure out what the right answer is and try to stick that information into your long-term memory. Thank you. Because we do get people that say, well, the practice quizzes aren't aren't giving me the answers that the exam's giving me, right? And that's because they're not supposed to. You are not being tested. You're not being given quizzes so that you can then memorize those answers and then do them in the final exam. It's it's a means of learning content. I think it's important to point out. You, you're absolutely right, right? We can't have the accredited exam actually be out there for everybody to see. Right. Um, and then everyone can just memorize the correct answers. That's not the point. The point is to really have our individuals learn the content because at the end of the day, it's more than just passing the test. We want everyone to be a competent and accomplished personal trainer. So as long as someone can pass the exam, they're showing minimum competency to safely and effectively work with their clients. That's the end goal. So Excellent. Excellent. One more question that I see that applies is, is the nutrition course part of the CPT exam? Uh, and I think that there is nutrition content in the CPT-7, but it is not the nutrition course. It's not our certified nutrition coach course. It's not our sports nutrition course. It is, it is general um, content about nutrition that is in the CPT-7 that will be in the exam. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. So I'm going to go back to the course menu. Um, and in the basic and applied sciences and nutritional concepts mm -hmm. section, so section three, there is an entire chapter dedicated to nutrition and an entire chapter dedicated to supplementation. So this content you'll be tested on in the CPT exam. But this is not the same as NASM Certified Nutrition Coach Program or Certified Sports Nutrition Coach Program. Those are separate courses, completely separate courses that have nothing to do with CPT. Um, and in fact, but we, we do bundle them. So if someone wanted to become a certified nutrition coach and a certified personal trainer, you could buy both programs together. And then I'd, I'd mm -hmm. recommend studying one, pass that, then study the right. other program and pass that, but they're not the same thing. They're two separate certifications. Excellent. All right, well done. Is there anything else that that you feel compelled to leave us with, Brian, as we wrap up this webinar uh, when it comes to reviewing the CPT course content? The um, the only thing, it, it sounds a little bit cheesy, but I think this this can stick for, for some individuals is take your study efforts a lot like you would um, take uh, training in the gym, right? I <clears throat> We've all been, you and I were both personal trainers and we've worked with lots of clients and I'm like, okay, maybe one more set, one more rep, let's give that extra effort. Use that same mentality when studying for the test. Read one more page, highlight one more sentence, take one more quiz, really put in your best effort 
to learn the material because at the end of the day, it's not only going to benefit your chances of passing the exam, but it's going to make you a better personal trainer when you're able to apply these concepts with your clients. So go after it, make your, your learning active as possible. Uh, the more repetitions you get, the better you become, right? It's just like if I'm trying to perform my form when performing a squat, well, the more times I do it and the better coaching I receive, the more capable I am of performing an ideal squat. Same thing with this. So don't take shortcuts. Don't look for the easy way out. Um, just use the tools that we provide, including that study guide. Um, so once you've gone through the program, then you can really focus on just the key areas that you need help with rather than trying to learn everything just only focus on your problem areas. But if you can take an active approach to your learning, you'll do just fine. I will also leave with this. Some of the concepts that people tend to have the most difficulty with with the exam, one is anatomy physiology. Uh, so just understanding the basics of how your muscles work, how your bones work and your nervous work all together to create human movement, I think that's important. Uh, assessments is going to be a big portion of your test as particularly when it comes to understanding movement assessments like the overhead squat so really dive deep into the overhead squat assessment and identifying what muscles are overactive and underactive is going to be really important for the exam and then don't skip on learning about the specific exercises we teach because there will be exam questions on how to perform specific exercises uh. like how do how do i perform a hip flexor stretch or how do i you know what's you know how do i perform or progress balance training exercises to make them more difficult or regress balance exercises to make them easier. So don't skip the exercises that are taught. And we have some really cool videos in this program with NASM master instructors that teach you how to perform and cue every exercise talked about in the book. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well done. Brian Sutton, thank you so much for your time and you. your expertise, your guidance through this course, uh, of which I will be applying to the course that I am currently taking. So I appreciate that. And for those of you that have taken the time out of your day to listen to this, to learn a little bit more, to better understand how to study for the CPT-7, I hope that you find it really helpful. So now take this information and go explore that CPT-7 content. Look through it. Start making these applications, start highlighting and bookmarking and looking things up and exploring. Be active with your learning and we will continue to provide education as we continue through the CPT-7 on and on through uh, different iterations so that you can progress your knowledge, your applications as a personal trainer, because that's all we want. We want you to be more comfortable, more confident, and better at what it is that you do. It's a pretty cool gig. I've been doing it for 20 years now. Brian, you've been at it for a long time as well. So I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm glad fitness is such a part of my life and education has always been an anchor for me. And I'd like to see it be the same for you. If you've got questions for me, feel free to give me a shout out reach out at uh, Instagram at dr.rickrichie, R-I-C-H-E-Y, or you can email me rick.richie at nasm.org. And then Brian, if uh, they have questions for you, where mm -hmm. they can they reach you? Yep. My email is brian.sutton at nasm.org. So it's B-R-I-A-N dot Sutton, S-U-T-T-O-N 
at nasm.org. That's my email. Uh, you could also find me on LinkedIn. Um, that's the only social media platform I use, but feel free to send me an email. And if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer any emails I get. Perfect. Thank you so much, sir. Y'all, thank you for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.